now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Hey, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Welcome to today's show. Yes, welcome. We are actually sitting here about to leave for the airport in about mm, 45 minutes. (laughs) And I'm so sorry to say that we are going to be suffering for Jesus in the Cayman Islands. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Felix and Dorothy. Okay, we we will not be suffering in Jesus' name. But we're super excited because this time... We get to take our four children with us. So I'm really excited about that. Family time. Oh, I love it. Yes. So we just wanted to jump on real quick and let you in on a conversation we actually had yesterday of a uh, with a spiritual son and daughter that came over and they're actually married now, which is super awesome. Yes. And they're amazing. And that actually when we years ago when we planted the school of transformation, I do you remember, babe, like I would literally pray that yeah. <laughs> that people would come and find their spouses at our school. Yep. And it started to happen. And it was so cool when that started to happen. And this is a couple that is so near and dear to our hearts. And they found each other at the yeah, school. It seems like every year we're marrying a new couple. That's <laughs> yeah, been part of the seriously. school. So it's been amazing. So it's awesome. But we were actually just hanging out yesterday and a conversation arose and it was really cool and it was really intriguing. And we wanted to let you guys in on it. Yeah, so part of this conversation was that uh, they were actually thanking us because one of the things that they really valued about the school is we had uh, a teaching, part of our uh, course of the school was that we would teach on how to build a life for longevity. And uh, I always like to post this question as one of the questions I would post this to the students. Mm-hmm. And it kind of led us on this journey. What if you were in your 20s or early 30s, but you knew that your dreams your destiny wouldn't come to fulfillment until your 50s and 60s. How would you feel about that? Yeah. And how would you build? Yeah. And it's one of those intriguing questions that really caught the students off guard. And I would even ask you listening today, like, how would you build if you knew that some of your prophetic words, your destiny, your dreams weren't going to be fulfilled overnight or maybe not even in the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years? How would you build And would you be all right with that? Yeah. You know, I love what Proverbs says. I love it. Proverbs 9, 10 and 11 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, your days will be multiplied, and years of your life be added to you. I love it because it's a promise here that there is longevity. There's a multiplication of our days and years being added to our life that the Lord promises us in the covenant. And so there's just this whole thing about longevity that we want to talk about today. Yeah. And, you know, I think we live in such a time sensitive, time aware culture, (laughs) right? And so I even think that in some instances, we have made time like an idol, you know, that we are so aware of the time that we either have or don't have. And it, it becomes almost something we are like obsessed over. We become a slave of time. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not a good way to live. <laughs> you know, I think even our parents' generation or maybe even our grandparents' generation, they understood the idea so much more than probably ours or even the generation after us about, you know, how how to sow and the process to cultivate 
and then to see a harvest come and to yeah. reap that harvest. Like, I don't even know. I, I think we're so, we've so lost touch with sowing and reaping and yeah. being patient with the outcome or the, you know, the thing that we want to see happen. It's, we want it now. You no, know? that's true. I, I remember just being recently up at, in Washington, and every time I go up to Washington, we get to meet with farmers. And yeah. I'm realizing how long it does take for a harvest mm-hmm. and how the work, and it's not overnight, it's not instant. And even that perspective of farming has really given me a, a new perspective about life. But, you know, one of the things that we want to talk to you today about, you know, we live in a day of social media. And the thing about social media is that it can bring out your insecurities. Mm-hmm. It can bring out your fears because many times on social media, you're seeing people people's highlights. You're seeing uh, the best version of themselves, but you're not seeing the hard work. Uh, You're not even seeing if they're maybe at a mature place to be able to carry the success and influence that they currently have. And in this day of social media, you could become an overnight sensation and not really have the longevity skills to develop a um, long-term foundation for where you're heading, your destiny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just, I'm convinced this, babe, you know, uh, uh, social media, even though it's good, we love social media. We have a social media platform. We do a lot of things on social media, but it does bring out your insecurities if you don't really know who you are because you're seeing people's victories and that can stir things up. If, if, if people were really honest, there have been times where they've had some insecurities maybe come up because they're waiting on the promise and they've seen somebody maybe succeed in that area and just cause them to maybe think about some things or try to rush something really quick. Yeah, and I mean, that kind of sounds like it's rooted in jealousy. Jealousy, you yes. know, don't you think like I know we we have friends that work with athletes and, and even celebrities. And I think that we see this and particularly probably younger people that get over that overnight success yeah. and get into a place where they have, quote unquote, success or fame or influence, yeah. you know, some, I don't even know if I would call it influence, but it, you know, if they have a crowd following them or looking to them, I guess that is the level of influence and they don't have the inside structure to hold that influence and they don't have the maturity to know how to handle the pressure and the situations that arise with that influence. You know, it's like with great influence comes what? Great, great responsibility. responsibility. And that's a great quote. And it's so true. I, I think part of it too, is that just kind of thinking out loud is that I think you can, in the day of social media, you can become an influencer and not be really have the necessary skills to be a leader. True. You can influence people, but not know how to lead them. That's actually kind of scary. <laughs> it is, but that is it's true, the though. power of social media. Right. And so part of it, some of you guys know our story. Uh, we've uh, planted three uh, nonprofit organizations and we've always kind of been entrepreneur in our, our life and just planning things and building things and seeing Harvest and Fruit, Campus Ministry, Church. And uh, yes. now part of this is now we're trying to want to pass on some of our breakthrough to others. And that's one of the reasons why we started school years ago was to be able to pass on some of our breakthroughs and be able to train and mentor a younger generation. But it wasn't just younger. We had actually older folks in there too, which was uh, so fun. So let's talk about this. Keys for longevity. What are some things that we've learned that we would like to pass on? Number one, I would say is this. If you're going to build a life for longevity, you have to be bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. Say that. 
because oh come on this this is gonna get me stirred up because I see it so many times it's it's a uh, it's like when you're going to the gym and you see that big buff guy and they're like really buff and then you look at their legs and their legs are like stick they don't oh, do any leg work they miss leg day yeah they miss leg day and it's just like whoa okay and many times that's how it is many times is that we become bigger on the outside our uh, influence. Uh, social media can help us, but we don't have the inside structure capacity to handle the responsibility. I've seen this many times. And you know, part of this, what, what I love about this topic, babe, is that every major market business or any realm of society, when you build, you want to build for longevity. People are thinking for long term or, or you should, you want, you want to be part of something long term and you want to build with longevity. And this isn't just a ministry thing. This is a life thing. We want to build a life for longevity and then also build a skill set that we can pass on legacy. And that's one of the things that we're really passionate about. But how do we end up becoming bigger on the the inside than on the outside? Mm -hmm. That's the key. We have to develop that. I see this many times. I see people wanting uh, the limelight more than they want their family. Yeah. You know, I've seen it where people are, are pushing um, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, but the foundation of their family home is not even right. Yeah, it's true. You know, and I think there's just biblical backing that is a foundation for us on how we can build that inside structure. Yeah. How to build that inside structure so that way when we are ready, we can carry both of them. I know early on in the days of campus ministry, we were seeing a lot of miracles and we were filming them. YouTube had just come out. Yep. And we were doing some things on YouTube, but I remember the Lord. It was clear as day. I remember I'd come to you. Lord said, stop filming. Take stuff off YouTube because this is going to promote you and take you farther than you're ready to actually become. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that happened because one of the things that our spiritual fathers taught us is how to build for longevity. That was one of the ways he trained us. He said, mm-hmm. don't go for the quick burn, build for longevity. Yeah. And I know we saw a lot of young ministers, maybe around the same age as us, that were yep. popping up everywhere. And they were just like gaining influence, it seemed like overnight. And, you know, at the time, you know, you're building, you're putting your blood, sweat and tears into this into this movement. And you're sowing your life into these students. And you're like, man, like, how'd they get success overnight? Like, you know, that stuff arises, those, those thoughts arise. And, yeah. you know, you, you get tempted to go into that place of comparison and jealousy. And God really really just spoke to us at that time. And I'm so thankful he did that he just checked our heart and, you know, that we were able to discern what was going on. And we said, no, this isn't about, this isn't about comparing ourselves to them or their success or their influence. This is about, am I being faithful to the assignment that God has right before me? Am I being faithful? And so God would continually bring that to us because, you know, we had hard times. We would have people persecute (laughs) us on campus, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff you know you know there was warlocks and you know trying to cast curses on us and all that and you know just we just, gotta do an episode <laughs> atheists warlocks and christians i mean <laughs> sometimes the christians were the worst I, oh boy Whoo, that's that a, yeah that, that is the truth actually yeah um, but anyway but anyway 
you know, I think it's just, it was such great training ground. And I'm just so thankful that God really put that awareness in us very early on that this is about what he is calling us to do. This is not about comparing ourselves to anyone else. And again, like this was before social media was, was big like it is now. And so, you know, I think one of the things that uh, happened to us was a similar encounter that not only prepared us, two things prepared us for this one spiritual father that told us to build for longevity two was that when we got married it was like a couple years into our marriage we had a similar encounter do you remember that it was at different times the lord had spoken to us about our dreams mm-hmm. and our destiny was it gonna we were gonna see the fulfillment of that until we were in our 40s and 50s yeah god actually told us that it and he told us separately in this and yeah. like within days and i love when god does that but i think it was not too long after we actually planted the school and at the time we're like oh this is a dream of our heart you know we this is our next you know we knew that we needed to grow what god was doing on the campus because all these students were were getting saved and delivered yeah. and but they needed they needed more they needed discipleship and so that was kind of our heart and even planning the school. And so when God spoke to us that, like really clearly about that the magnitude of our dreams, like the big dreams, like yeah. the destiny kind of dreams weren't even gonna happen until our forties and fifties. <laughs> that's at the time we were in our late twenties. Yeah, that that's kind of a hard pill to swallow. You yeah. know, we didn't have kids yet or anything. And so it was like, Wow, Lord, so how what does it look like to be faithful when you know you're not gonna be in that place, you know, for another 15 or 20 years. Well, I think now looking back, I understood why. On this side, and now starting to begin to see some of the, uh, the, the things being fulfilled, you realize, and one of the things I want to say, when, you, when, when the Lord speaks to you like that, we didn't just wait. Like we knew yeah. that we were going into a process. We, we did life. We just kept going after things and kept building. We just knew that some of the fulfillment of what we were going to see were going to happen to this. So we were going to build for a while. And along that, now on this side, I realize many times we make it so much about the destination mm-hmm. when actually the power is really in the process. Yeah. In the journey. It's in the journey. It's in the journey that you have to learn how to love. That's mm-hmm. really, that's where the gold's at. It's not the destination. You know, the gold's not at the end of the rainbow. You know, the gold is during the process when you're on that relationship, when you're on that road trip, you're in the same vehicle with the Lord on the way to the destination and you're having a road trip and it is amazing. And so once again, kind of going back to where we started being bigger on the inside than on the outside, I think one of the tests for this babe is how do you respond to rejection mm-hmm. and how do you respond to correction and then how do you respond to haters? Yeah, criticism. Criticism. Mm-hmm. Because I think those really kind of determine yep. if your inside's going to line up with your outside. And if people can trigger you, then you, that has to be kind of a, a clue that, hey, you know, I got to work on something on the inside before I grow a little bit bigger this way, this direction. And so that's that's really a key for longevity. I would say number two, this is a good one, is that you have to have an honest assessment of who you currently are. Mm. Not what your words say you're going to be, who you currently are. I see such a distance many times. People are trying so hard to become who God said they are, the fulfillment of the prophetic word, but they're currently not that. Yeah, and I think... Okay, let me bring a little bit of clarity on this. Like, 
you know, we all have our I am statements, our prophetic I am statements, and yeah. it's good. We should. We should know who God says we are and what we're called to. But what I think you're saying, and correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, is that it's not that you want to come into agreement with that. You yeah, do. Totally. But if your current maturity and your current behavior is not matching that, you can't like pretend, like yeah. put this false image up. And put this mask on, and so everyone thinks that you're that. Yep, yep. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you get the word that you're a millionaire, and you're trying to build a million, trying to become a millionaire, act like a millionaire right now, but yet you can't even put food on the table for your kids. Oh snap! I mean, I, I'm talking about that. I, I see it so often. Like I know what your word says. Mm-hmm. Like I even see it many times where sometimes I think it's an entitlement. Like people they have a higher view of themselves than maybe others have. And so I think sometimes they can be lacking some areas of maturity that people are trying to speak into that, but yet they're not receiving because they go, oh, I'm already beyond that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, And so I think there's two sides of this, but I think there is a tension. So I I understand what you're saying. There's a tension of being and becoming. Right. But really it comes back to a growth mindset. That's Mm. really what I'm trying to say is, is that we have to have a growth mindset. We have to have that ability to think about growing and maturing. And, you know, we want to step into who God says we are. And it's a process, it's a journey. But part of that is we have to have an honest assessment of who we are. Because if you don't have an honest assessment of who you are, then what's going to happen? You're not going to know how, if if you're even there yet. Mm Mm-hmm. If you've even gotten to your destination of who the Lord says you are. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. I love that. Another example on that to, I was thinking for, so a, an example that I was thinking of about, you know, having an honest assessment of yourself. I'm thinking like, let's go back to the I am statement thing. Like, <laughs> let's say your I am statement is I am a connector in the kingdom. Like your your role is that you you connect people, you network, you know, that's that's your gift. Um, but the Bible also says that, you know, we're to grow in favor with God and man, right? Yep. Yep. And so let's say that that is who you are called to be, but you you don't have favor with no one. <laughs> so and good. you know, I'm, I'm not trying to put, put you down, but I'm just saying like, let's let's be honest about, are you doing that? Are, are you connecting people right now? And do you have favor with people or people shutting you out? Or maybe you're, you're approached with people, they're turned off by it. And maybe you are lacking some emotional intelligence in that area and you need to grow in that. Mic drop. Oh, to man. be able to grow in favor. And if Jesus had to grow in favor, oh my gosh. Well, we I, sure do. I think this is amazing because you're right on because I feel like sometimes people... Um, Sometimes we, and I've seen this in just dialogue, people can don't understand why they're not gaining favor in an area. Mm-hmm. But I believe favor is very practical. And sometimes it looks like you have to work on your approach, right. work on yourself, work on some things. Like, true. you know, um, for example, you, we, you know, I've, I've meet people who are called to be a prophet mm. and they tell me they're called to be a prophet, but yet they may have gotten a calling from God. But they have no favor with men. And many times they have no favor with men because their social 
awareness, right. their, their you know, uh, emotional intelligence has limit their ability to be able to gain favor with people, to be able to have that platform, to be able to bring influence. You actually have to have relationship. Yeah. And the, the entitlement thing, right? And I love this quote that you used to always say <laughs> is the door of opportunity is not knocking because you failed to build the door. Yep. And I love that so much because it gives you a, a word picture, a, a visual to understand that there is a supernatural dynamic like yeah. the, God can supernaturally give you favor and influence but is not going to last if you don't have the sustainability the inside structure right that's what we're talking about and if you haven't done the prep work if you haven't gone through the preparation of the Lord yeah. and what you know and with that saying like building the door building the structure for the opportunity to come you're just not going to see it so we have to get over this entitlement thing we have to like it's a partnership it's a co-laboring it's allowing the Lord to build yeah. your inside structure so that he can breathe on it and he can he can do things greater than you can even think or imagine he yeah. wants to and I think having an honest assessment, which we're talking about, means you have to have feedback. Yep, yep. And I think that's what lacks many people is they, that they don't know how they're coming off. True. And because they don't have any feedback, they don't have nobody they've invited in their life to give them honest feedback because that's really where we've seen tremendous growth is having those mentors, those fathers, those people in our life that we allow to give us feedback that causes us to grow. Yeah, and, and I think even to take that a little further, to me, it's almost easier to get feedback from mothers and fathers because you're kind, you kind of expect that. That's yeah. why you invited them into that place in your life. And the harder part, I feel like for a lot of people, is getting feedback from peers Ooh. and getting feedback from sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters, or people that they're investing in. Yeah. That peers, is harder yep. Yep. for a lot of people, I would think. I would think. I mean, I think that that's true in my life. You know, if, if a friend tells you, this is how you're coming off and you hurt me when you did this, it, it stings and it's like challenges you and you really have to, you know, go to the place where, you know, you don't let bitterness come <laughs> yeah. in and you don't let resentment come in and you have, you know, all of that stuff. And, and it's the same process, but we have to be willing to do that with peers as well as people that we're investing in. Yeah. And it's just that once again, like you said, it's that honest assessment and uh, allowing people to see us as we are and not be afraid of that because we could put up a mask. You mm -hmm. could, you know, it's really easy to mislead somebody yeah. uh, that's asking, like you you can tell somebody what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember years, a uh, part of our school, we would do uh, accountability times mm -hmm. and, you know, students many times would come in and it was their, their, their time for growth. You know, we would just have one-on-ones, basically one-on-ones. And we could always tell the times when they were telling us what we wanted to hear, <laughs> not what was really going on. Right. And we had to have those talks like, no, 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 no. This is for your benefit. Like there's going to be a day where we're not going to be in your life to have this one-on-ones and you have to be able to have that honest assessment because this is a opportunity to learn the necessary skills not to tell us what we want to hear yep but to be able to build vulnerability and authenticity to really share what's really going on that's so true yeah i remember in those one-on-one -on -one times there'd be so many times where we'd have them fill out a form because you know for a lot of reasons but it's it's a way for them to gauge their growth as yeah. they go through the school year and it's also a way that just we can uh, you know, keep record of, of their growth and, and it gives them an assignment to do as well, you know? And so there'd be so many times the student would come in and on their, on their paper, one of the questions would be something like, you know, what 
what areas were you weak in this week or something like that? Or what yeah. areas were you tempted in this week? Yeah. And they would write none. I'm good. <laughs> like so many times. And I'm oh, like, man. you got to be kidding me. Do you not remember two nights ago when you text Matt and asked uh, for prayer because you had been looking at stuff that you shouldn't be looking uh, at? And then you're, you're putting here on the form. Nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> That doesn't match. And to me, it's not about you. I mean, confession is 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 part of it, and that's yeah. good. But it's like, dude, you're not being honest with where you're at. Like, yeah. you're not going to grow past this nope. and get breakthrough in this area if you're not willing to be honest about it, you know? Yeah. You know, I think another um, area that's truly helped us build longevity is that we have a core value. You have to have core values. You have to develop core values that are going to keep you on the path to your success and your destination. And one of our core values early on is that we will never make a decision for money or not for money. And I think that's huge when we're talking about longevity because it's so easy in the day that we live in that, you know, you have social media, I mean, you have ads, you have funnels, you have all these things that are out there right now that are great tools. But once again, I believe it all comes back to, do you want the quick burn or do you want to build for longevity? And sometimes the longevity looks like, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, do what you need to do. Yep. for the financial responsibility and not trying to, you know, overthink it. Yeah. And it looks like putting on your work boots and going and getting <laughs> dirty, you know, and people don't like that, <laughs> you know, and I think with that, we have to begin to come back to the place where we value all generations. I feel like yeah, we have such a huge generation gap right yeah, now yeah. that, you know, God, he is really raising up strategic voices, strategic people in this hour That's to so be, I, I know you've said recently, like there's the Abraham and Isaac and Jacob generation. And, and he's really, I feel like the Isaacs are really being raised up right yeah. now to bridge the gap, bridge and restore the generational gap. You know, and I, I was thinking about this and I actually looked this up because I've heard like the in-betweeners, something like that. And I'm like, what is the in-between <sighs> Um, generation. And it's so interesting. You know what I looked up? It's the uh, Exennials. Have you heard of that? Yep. Exennials? Yep. Yeah. So the, it's known as the micro generation. That's actually us. <laughs> well, you, you jumped, <laughs> jumped oh, ahead. Oops. But basically, it's the cusp of the Gen X and the millennials demographics. Yeah. And so the age group for this is around late 70s, early 80s, which yeah. is both of our ages, you know, that we, we, Matt was born in the late seventies and I was born in 80, right on the dot. Actually, you have a birthday coming up. Woo -woo. Sure do. And you know, what's really fun. I will be 40 next year Yes, in 2020 on the 20th. We got to hey. do it, babe. Come on. So that's going to be a big one. So yeah, I'm just, I, I know that a long time ago, God, you know, put that on our heart and, you know, just the Malachi mandate that he is going to restore the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. And that's been such a passion and really a foundation in all we have done. I mean, really the, uh, up yeah. till, you know, from the college days and in, in, in the school and the church, like that was continually threaded through our messages was honoring the generation and not just 
the current generation, but the generation ahead of us and the generation that's coming up behind yeah. us. We can't just focus on one or the other or, or you know, we need each other. We all yep. need each other. No, that's so good. You know, uh, our last thought today we want to leave with you. You know, I think one of the things that really helps build a life of longevity is really this whole thought of reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't be afraid of hard work, can't be afraid of process. Because one of the things that we value is that that when we're building a life of longevity, we're actually thinking with the generation, not just our kids, but our children's children. Mm -hmm. That's always been the passion. And so we want to be able to choose the hard path, Uh, meaning we want to choose the process. We want to choose the way so that way we can build a history, not only with God, but we also can build a pathway where we can actually pass on to the next generation, how to get there. And when you actually have a heart and a mindset and a growth mindset that goes towards building a life of longevity, you develop not only the skill set, but you actually can be able to develop the ability to teach others how to get there. Yeah. You know, to empower them. And so I think that's one of the things that I want to leave with you today is begin to ask the Lord how you can reverse engineer where you're going, and how can you begin to track the path that you are actually setting for the generations after you? And what are some of those keys? What are some breakthroughs? And begin to journal those. Begin to write them down. Yeah. And I think it goes with one of your quotes you put out on social media this week was something along the lines. It was, if you don't stand up and take out the giants in your life, your children will yeah. inherit them. Yep. It was something like that. It was probably way better than that. <laughs> but basically, like we have to take ownership and, and kill those giants and cut the head off yeah. so that we don't continue to pass it on. And not just our children, our, our biological children, but our, our children that we're raising up in the faith, yeah. you know, spiritual children, everyone that God has assigned for us to be leaders to, you know, and influence. That's so good. Um, you know, we get to determine if what like see we're gonna leave come on <laughs> now y'all got me stirred up oh man well uh we'll have to do another episode on that just that thought well yes well hey guys if this podcast has enriched your life make sure to subscribe and would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us to extend our reach and reach our destination of extending our influence in the media mountain thank you for listening to today's show until next time this is matt gonzalez and this is desiree gonzalez we are out be blessed kick in that outro we hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the matt and des experience this podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you continue the journey with matt and des gonzalez by liking them on facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources if this podcast has impacted you please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast